Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast, and thank you so much for listening. This is an honest conversation about things that matter, that we explore, and to be aware of, thus the name Exploring Awareness, in case that's not obvious. And not only for you to listen to, but hopefully you'll hear and feel what we're talking about. How are you doing today, Frank? I'm doing great, Lisa. Had a big, long day. I was on vacation again last week. I went to uh, the beach again. Um, sounds like I go to the beach a lot, eh? But two beach vacations this summer, two remote beach vacations. So we had some good social distancing, some good family time, some good meditation time, lots of time to enjoy nature. And it's good. It's good to good for your soul, right? Oh, so good. So good. So I'm back in the world today. I was uh, working in labor and delivery today, delivering babies. It was fantastic. And we had a had a great time too. So that's, that's always a lot of fun. So it's kind of like, wherever you go, there you are. And how lucky are you that you go to the beach and that you bring and you bring new lives into the world. That's yeah, one of the yeah, coolest it jobs. Truly really is, truly is. And I think I've told you before, the the older I get, the more that I do, the more I appreciate and enjoy it. And to see these new beings coming into the world, just pure light, you know, unconditioned. They they're entering the, the world and as just a pure potential. And they're joining families. They're entering our world. They're entering the troubles of the world and the and the wonders of the world. And and they're going to have a human life like we all are. We're all having a human life. And the podcast, you know, we're talking about connecting back to something that was present even when you were born. That sense of being, that sense of presence that started with your first breath mm. and continues through your whole life. And so connecting back to that is something that, you know, we go through the first few years of our life and then we say, what's going on? And deep down, it's still there. And so when we explore awareness, we're looking to reconnect to that. Our brains are saying all these things that we've learned, but there's something else there. And so people listening to the podcast are listening because they know there's something there and they're not quite sure how to get it. They hear about it. And we're talking about the how, actually. And that's what's very exciting for me, that we can talk about how. In our last podcast, you talked about a little bit about the why and maybe there's more to life than going to work and paying your bills and that's why we have these conversations because there is and it's when you connect to that or you realize that or return to that however however it happens to me personally makes life so much more worth living and I'm so glad that we can have these conversations and learn hopefully from each other and share that with you listening and you can connect to that and feel that. And you talked about delivering babies. I got to spend some time with my two adult sons this past weekend and I was out walking this morning and I thought if I, if there's nothing else that I leave for this planet, if there's nothing else that anyone remembers me by, it's that I contributed to great human beings, my two sons Uh to life. And, you know, we all start out fresh and then what happens? You know, we learn all these things and it doesn't necessarily go the way we want it to go. And then the next thing you know, you're in your mid forties and you're thinking, why don't I love myself? Or why can't I have self-compassion for myself? So I think that's kind of what I want to talk about today, if you're okay with that. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great topic. That's a great topic. What happens that we kind of get buried in these other ideas and lose some of that. You could even call innocence, purity, uh, the sense of being, you know, the sense of wonder, the sense of, of presence and and love, you know, like it's, it's, it's like we always say, it's always there. 
on the bed. It gets clouded over. And, and that self-compassion, that self-love is one of those things that in a judgmental world, you know, especially if you grew up in a judgmental world, you might lose that. You know, you might, you might forget that. What if you never had it to begin with? What if you had a, you know, we hear so much about trauma now, and I think people are finally opening up and talking about maybe my childhood wasn't the greatest. And I don't know if trauma is too of an extreme of a word, but I think a lot of people did have trauma. A lot of people didn't have an ideal childhood, and that's what happens to your self-love or your self-compassion or maybe you didn't even ever have it to begin with. I mean, it's not something they teach in elementary school, is it? Should be, but I don't no, think it is. No, it isn't, is it? And I, I would argue that, that everyone actually has that potential. And no matter what condition or, or what happened to them, deep down inside, it's still possible. Because given that we are at our deepest core, this unconditioned you know, awareness that it's possible for everyone, but your, your brain may not tell you that's the truth, right? Your thoughts may not allow that. And, you know, people who have trauma do these, these uh, practices and it can stir, stir up things, you know, and there, there is a common meditation practice that you might hear in the mindfulness-based stress reduction um, program or with um, you know some of the other meditation teachers, and it will be kind of a, a self-love type meditation. The the problem with that is not everybody loves themselves, you know. And so, when you do that meditation and you're you're they're asking you to say I, I love myself or whatever, some if you don't have access to to love, if it's in your your mind, you you may not agree with what they're saying, and it may make it more stressful for you Hmm. and in those cases the recommendation frequently is is not to do that type of meditation right away but to do some of the other awareness practices and one of those is being aware of your body you know in the present moment as it is safe you know not being traumatized or i suppose if you're, you're being traumatized now you know being aware of that and trying to change your situation. But, but, but again, that, that can be triggering for people. So uh, the, the self-love type thing, if, if there's not access to self-love, and when we talk about our practice here with, guide, with, with becoming aware of your thoughts and aware of your emotions, then resting as awareness opens the access to this inner essence of love and peace and joy and generosity that exists in everyone. So I'm just going to be honest. And I'm, I appreciate you saying that self-love is not easy. Why, why isn't it easy? Isn't that, shouldn't that be something that everybody has that self-love would be job number one? Yeah, you know, isn't it interesting too? Like, you can love someone else, right? You can forgive someone else, right? You know, you can love your friends, you can be compassionate toward your friends, but sometimes we can't be compassionate toward ourselves. Why is it so hard? Yeah, why are people so hard on them, themselves? You know, do you think that's an innate thing, or do you think it's something that we've learned? Well, for me, when I think about it, my first thought is it feels selfish. You know, I'm as somebody as a pleaser who I I actually get a lot of joy about doing nice things for other people. I like to thoughtfulness is like my number one love language. I like when people are thoughtful for me and I love being thoughtful for other people. I love just waking up in the morning and text somebody and, and say something nice. And they'll say, do you know that you just made my day? And then I'm like, you made my day that you heard me and received it. And we're sharing these positive things back and forth. So I will always think about someone else first. And now I'm working on thinking about me first and just saying the word sounds selfish. So how can you have self-love or self-compassion and not be selfish? Yeah, so you're asking 
how can you have self-love without being selfish, right? Right. So my first question, Lisa, for you would be, what do you mean by selfish? That I'm putting me before other, I'm always used to putting, as a mother of my two beloved children that I just referred to, they were everything. So I made a lot of sacrifices and did everything with them in mind. Now they don't need me so much anymore. And, you know, for my parents, I was always, they were always ill and I was always taking care of them. And at work, you know, you work and you put in extra hours and maybe do things that you personally wouldn't want to do or spend time on that you wouldn't want to because that's your job and you want to do a good job. So it's, it's cyclical and it's, everything it's your your family and your work and your friends and your neighbors always looking out for the community and when do you start looking out for yourself so i do get the sense of the of the top down and bottom up perspective between selfishness and and self-love and there there is also kind of a saying in in mindfulness practice like you do what is necessary at the present moment, hmm. right? So your children need care. You have work to do. You know, you do the right thing at the right time in the right way. And so if this idea of um, self-love comes from the top down and that you, have, that you have to prove to yourself that you love yourself or, you know, you have to do things to love yourself, it might feel selfish if it feels like it's forced, right? Mm. But if it comes organically, you know, just from an expression of love, there's probably not much of a self involved in that, you know? It's more of a, of a generosity and a giving expression of love. And so, you know, connecting to that sense of love isn't selfish at all. It seems like very much much generosity and, and outward, not inward. Does that make sense? Well, it's just occurring to me when you're saying that and we're talking about it, like, why wouldn't you love yourself? Why wouldn't well, you love yourself? Sure, because your brain and your and your culture and your upbringing and your situation may make you think that you're not lovable. You know, your reactions from other people may think you're not lovable. And there are certainly a lot of children who would think that they aren't lovable unless they act a certain way, do certain things, believe certain things. And so if you're taught that if you eat this candy, you're going to be punished, but you know, you eat the candy and now you feel like you should be punished. Mm. You know, it's kind of like, a, I think we're kind of set up sometimes in a world where Getting love from people is conditional, right? And maybe getting love from ourselves is conditional. Mm. Well, you talk a lot about, with a lot of different concepts about how it's there. It's already there. We just cover it up. Yeah. Is that, do you think that applies to self-love as well? I, I really, I really do, Lisa. I really think that, that this idea of, of an inner essence of love applies as much to yourself as to other people. Because it's all the same kind of love. It, it is hard, though, isn't it? When you make a mistake, when you get a speeding ticket, you know, you don't make your deadline, you make a mistake at work. The people are very, very hard on themselves because we're kind of set up that way. Making mistakes is often seen as something that could have love removed from us. So I think internally we must, you know, integrate that and say, well, you know, if, if, if this is the way I am, I'm not lovable. Hmm. Or if someone doesn't love me, I'm not lovable. Okay. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And one insight that I had was when you truly love yourself, if you really love who you are, then you are not a reflection of anyone else. So I think that it covers like if you don't get their approval or if whatever, you got to love yourself no matter what. And it's not based on anybody else. And we grow up in a society where we are judged and, and, and you are trying to meet deadlines and be a pleaser and take care of other people. And there is that judgment there. But when you let go of that judgment 
and realize that you're not a reflection of anybody else. Now, you are impacted by the people you spend time with. Have you ever heard that thing about the five people you spend the most time with? That's who you are. That has a great impact on your life. But it doesn't, it shouldn't, um, let me rephrase that. It it hopefully won't impact your own self-love. I just think it takes so much work. And I don't know, do you think it takes work? Well, I just wonder if you did have self-love from the bottom up, right? maybe maybe the people that the five people that you want to be around with the most also would have that too, right? Mm. If the five people around you are, it's all based on conditions and things, you know, and people get into situations, it's very difficult to get out of. I mean, I see people all the time who thought they were in a loving relationship and maybe they aren't anymore or things have changed. Uh, we had that Burning Man episode a couple of times ago, and, and uh, we were talking about this before, and a, and a lot of people there are, are, have experienced, you know, kind of a sense of of self-love and openness, and, and, and they're around other people that do that, you know, so those type of people start to attract each other. Have you, do you know anybody that has self-love that you can just tell that they do? Have you met people like that? Other than you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. People that you've interviewed. You no, know? I think it's, well, I don't know. I think there's a big difference between, and I and I used to talk about this all a lot, a lot like self-love, not ego, me first love. There's a big difference. Yeah. Self-love and ego. So I do meet a lot of ego, me first people. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I find that people with the most self-love have, probably had the most pain in their life have learned the lessons from the things that they've been through and it makes them a little more grounded and nobody wants to suffer and go through pain but i if you do and then you you learn from that i think you know maybe self-love absolutely right if once if you've been through hardship yeah and you place that in awareness and you connect to who you really are and you know in some ways, this COVID virus is also forcing people to really look yeah. at themselves. It's like, you know, who I was was not all this stuff I thought. It's me sitting, you know, in the basement, uh, isolating in a pandemic. And, and that's an opportunity. But, you know, on vacation, I met someone who absolutely loved himself. I don't, didn't ask him if he loved himself, but he was a happy, happy oyster man. Hmm. And he was living in the house kind of connected to our Airbnb. And I'll tell you, I took one look at him and I liked him. I wanted to hang out with him. He was happy. He was smiling. He had also had a stroke. Hmm. He didn't move that well. But he's an artist, you know, and he's an oyster man. And he has a a fantastic uh, history. But, you know, it was like now – I was with my family and I really enjoyed them as well. But, but this man was light, you know, and mm. now the interesting thing about him, he had a stroke on the left side of his brain and the left side of your brain is your executive functioning, right? And it's your judgments and it's your, you know, your lists and your tasks and loosely and metaphorically, a neurologist might argue the left and right brain, but let's use it as a metaphor and let's use it to help us understand kind of what we're doing here. And let's say the left brain is the executive function and it's the judgments and it's decision-making and it's planning and all of these things. And the right brain is more about connectivity and spirituality and openness, you know, and artistic expression and um, presence and things like that. And, I would invite all the listeners, if you haven't listened to Jill Bolte-Taylor's talk about a stroke of insight, I would Google that right now and watch her video because she's a brain scientist and uh, she studied the brain and she knows, you know, she's a PhD. She was at Harvard. She collected brains, you know, to you know analyze and she's, you know, a brain scientist. Well, she had a hemorrhagic stroke that stop the left side of her brain from functioning but she's able to describe what happened to her when all of those functions left now one thing she couldn't dial a telephone you Hmm. know she couldn't talk she couldn't interpret her body when she was in the hospital 
and her left side of her brain wasn't working, she was experiencing such a sense of oneness and such a sense of, of connection to the whole universe. And so her, her left brain wasn't inhibiting those kind of things. She fully recovered and she gives a TED talk and she's written a book to describe all those things that happened. And so this man has also had a stroke on his left brain. And I just was just got this sense that he was this light and happy. And um, I wanted to give him a hug. Couldn't quite uh, because of pandemic issues. But, you know, and seeing a happy person like and, and and we were attracted to each other. We just we just we he 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 can talk, but you know we were speaking through our eyes, you know, speaking mm. through our smiles, and it was just it was just wonderful. And I'm like, oh, he should he should you know go to Burning Man too. He would get so many of those smiles. I don't think we have to have a stroke on our left brain to realize these things, and that's what Jill Taylor is saying too, right? So the right brain mm. is there. But it's kind of like letting it be. And so when we talk about the, the part of us, the, the love and the peace and the joy and the wisdom and all those things that we have, you know, it's not going to fight its way to the top. It's just going to stay there. And as long as your, your brain is like creating all these stories and stuff, it's, just, it's, it's still there to be aware of. You know, it's like, it's like the underneath part. So, you know, once we do these practices, we activate that awareness part, then we can see what's happening, right? We see that our brain is doing all these things and setting up all these expectations. And, and in the seeing, in the awareness, is the love and the peace and the joy. When you start to access that more, and I think you've been experiencing that, Lisa. <laughs> and you move around differently. Yeah, yeah. You said so many things. First of all, I'm the poster child for a right brain person. I will fully acknowledge that. But I started thinking about you. Do you think you're right or left brain or both? Can you I'm both. Right? I'm both. I'm both because I have a very analytical part of my brain, but yeah. it, isn't, it doesn't take over you know, the other part of my brain. But certainly I have an analytical brain. I see patients. I right, you have listen to. To, to history. I uh, do physical exams. I prescribe medications. You know, I do surgery. So all of those hmm. wonderful things about my brain are there. And, you know, sometimes my brain will start judging people and all that. But I don't buy into it. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, no. It's because it's just part of what your brain does. But the awareness part, you don't buy into it. You know, it's like, oh, there my brain goes again. You know, I got a ticket for use for bringing out myself. So my wife called me and I picked it up because it wasn't connecting to the car and I got pulled over. And I'm like, I was really hard on myself, you know, for a little bit. But, you know, it, it, cause what it are you triggered. What did you just say? <laughs> I got pulled over by the police <laughs> using my phone in the car. Oh, okay. But I didn't have it in my hand for two seconds. I was trying to, usually the, the car answers it, but somehow right. it didn't. Okay. Anyway, long story, but. but did I, you get a ticket? No, I got a, I got a warning. Oh, good. Goodness, but you know what I mean? I've definitely was, had a reaction and triggered and those things happened, but it, is, it didn't ruin my day. It was, you know, I brought it to awareness, but things are going to happen, you know. But I'm just saying that we do both have a left and right, right side of our brain mm -hmm. and both can function well. But I think from the place of awareness, we can see what, what that left brain is doing and, and use it. To, the, to great effect and also, but don't get, get wrapped up in it either. Right. So you said something, let it be. And mm -hmm. I know one of your favorites is uh, Deshante. And I'm, I'm, I, I've never used YouTube so much in my life lately, but there's so many great like Alan Watts little lectures and all, you'll never know what you're going to find on YouTube as far as videos and lectures and instructions. And I came across an Adyashanti thing about, just let things be as they are. So I thought, huh, I'm going to watch this. I have never connected with anything so much in my life. And he's looking at me or he's looking at the camera, but I'm looking at him. And he's just saying so many 
simple yet impactful things. In fact, one of the things he said is that some of the simplest thoughts are the most impactful ones. And the minute you try to figure them out, you never be able to figure them out. So why don't you just let things be as they are? And I don't know why I heard it so loud and clear. He just kept saying it, let things be as they are. And then he used one of my favorite phrases was, what on earth? I don't know why I like that, but I was like, I think that's so dramatic. What on earth would happen? What on earth would happen if you just, I'm getting goosebumps just saying it, let things be as they are. And then he just like stopped and he looked and I looked at him, even though he's on YouTube and there was no talking and there was nothing and it just sunk into my head. And I I finally get it. I get it. He, and he's like, what would happen if you did this just for more, for more than just a few seconds? And I'm like, this is so freeing. This is so just let it be. Just let things be as they are. And I got it. And I wasn't trying. And I don't want to overanalyze it. I don't want to grasp onto it. I just was a moment that I got. We've been talking about this for yeah. months. Yes, and, and, and you've been meditating, you know, yeah. and so you've been priming for that. Yeah. And you heard that. And, and my hope is that all the listeners can hear something like that and be moved by it. Because it's so simple. It's so simple. And your brain can think of it, but it sounds like you had an experience of it. It's like, oh, the presence. Right. And I don't want to, ins- I don't want, I don't, I don't like saying it's so simple because it, well, he even says it in this thing, like, I know any idiot knows what it means to let it be. I'm letting right. it be, and I'm so bored, and I'm, but you had, do have to experience it. And we've been talking about this, and you can try to explain it, and you can say it's simple, and you can talk about it, and hopefully encourage people and send it in that direction. But until you feel it, till you experience it, and, I, and I'm here to say it's worth, it's worth I don't want, it's not supposed to be effort. It's supposed to be effort. It's worth trying. It's worth caring. It's worth. Yeah. It's, it's worth taking an opportunity. Yeah. You know, that we have as humans to, 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 to do that, you know, order to be open to that mm-hmm. because it's not how we normally function, right? We're always seem to be resisting you know pain is one of those things that nobody yeah. wants pain no but if you have pain in your body and you resist it you know that makes the pain worse and if your brain is afraid of it you know that doubles it and then if and if you have fear of the future that doubles it and you know you have your regret for what you did to cause the pain that you know so it becomes so much suffering where it's just a pain in your body is pain. It is there. There's nothing you can do about it. And there's this saying, you may have heard this before, what you resist right. persists. Mm-hmm. And then we're back to letting go and you just can't let go either. You know, it's but being present like that, letting it be, then things tend to fall off. You know, it's, it's a different quality into what we're used to like well i got you know pain is bad but that causes that's where they say you know pain is part of the human experience but suffering is optional that goes on with that pain yeah okay so then what is the balance let me ask the question what's the balance between becoming and using your gifts and talents which i'm all about i love ambition i love people who use their gifts and talents and brains and accomplish things where's the balance between that and just let it things be and you feel so much peace does that make sense at all yeah i think you're sitting and studying in the present moment and you're and, and you're just being you're so you're doing your studying or you're doing your designing or you're doing your graphing you're doing what you're doing you know in the present moment you know and those things add up to a degree right so so yeah you set your goals and ambitions for yourself but there's a certain amount of it and you do the best that you can do. And um, Okay, but do you understand where my questioning is coming from in this whole scheme of things, in what I've been learning in these conversations about how to move forward in life? I mean, I want to have ambition. I want to accomplish things. But I also 
want the freedom of this awareness that we've been talking about. So is that something, is that a balance act? You, you can absolutely have both. You can absolutely have both. And it's not a balancing act. It's all the same thing. Okay, wait. So we're talking about left brain and right brain and ambition and letting it go. And you're saying it's all the same thing? I, I do. I am. I, there's no difference in, in the two. And again, I think that's something that you have to experience and not try to figure out. And there's this fear that you're going to be passive or that you're not going to be want anything done. That's not true at all. And I'm here to tell you that's not true at all. And the people that do this and have been doing this for a long time, that's not true for them at all. They're not sitting in a cave contemplating their navel. I'm just taking it all in for a minute because it's a lot. And I think at the base of all this, going back to what we originally were talking about, loving yourself and having self-compassion and giving yourself a break will help make all of that happen easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you try to figure it out, and that's just going to create more barriers. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. If you try... Do you realize how hard this is? I don't want to say hard, how complicated this is. To- yeah, it's counterintuitive. Yeah. But what, I, I, what, I'm not saying the word you're looking for, counterintuitive. Well, complicated. And I'm not saying that as a criticism. I'm saying that let's explore it a little bit more so people listening who are new to this concept can better understand what you're saying. We're saying try but don't try, do but don't do. And it's like, I feel like I'm doing a jazz song, dooby doo do. I don't know what I'm doing now, but. Well, wait, what did you say before? I said, try, but don't try. No, but what did Ajanta say? That's right. Just let it be. Let it be. Yes. Yes. And it was funny because I went, I'm I'm spending half my day walking and a car drove by and let it be by the Beatles was playing on the the radio. And I said, thank you, universe. Of course. (laughs) Of course. I love when that happens. It's not this way or that way. This way and that way is not. It's just like this, just present. And, and I would invite you to try it. And if it doesn't work, then, then go back to striving. <laughs> but there's a whole different way to approach life. And I think that's what people are looking for. I mean, that's what people are listening to this. If you weren't listening, if you're still listening now, you're obviously looking for another way and we're suggesting this as a way and experimenting with it and see if it, if it works for you, you know, because another important concept here is number one, don't believe me. Number two, don't believe anyone else. And number three, don't believe anything. (laughs) Try it out and see if it works for yourself. I like how you said experiment with it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to do it forever. But you know, dabble. You can dabble. You can try it, and you can say, "Well, okay, this other thing is I'm suffering. I'm not. It's not working that well for me, or it is working well for me, but I'm. I don't feel completely satisfied." You know, which is kind of how I was kind of feeling. I was quite satisfied, but there was still something missing. You know, and this these practices have allowed that missing piece to be filled in like a like a like a puzzle piece you know what you're missing you're missing Uh, yourself yeah yeah that's right you're missing loving yourself and accepting yourself and having compassion for yourself i think that can be what's missing right right and so i have a distinct memory of being at the adyashante retreat of having a having an experience of if it all coming together like a like a piece of pie that was missing and it got put back into place. I'm like, well, I feel whole. Mm-hmm. Yes. Were yes. you at was, home? I'm at home, but I was fully functioning, you know, otherwise. Mm-hmm. But it's just a different, a different feel, right? It's just not it I'm still very ambitious. Very ambitious, but it isn't doesn't have the same energy. I'm not going to trample over everybody to get it. I'm very convicted in the things that I want to do, and and I work really hard to get them done. 
you know, and it's fine. It's wonderful. It's very satisfying. And there are disappointments, you know, and there are successes. And uh, so I get a paper published. It's wonderful, but it, it doesn't mean anything for me in particular. It just means that my material can get out into the world, and it's very satisfying. Which brings up a whole other topic. When is it enough? When are you enough? When is life enough? When do you... Well, see, and that question enough? won't come up, I don't think, once you're, once you're kind of no longer living in that type of perspective. I think people ask themselves that all the time. Yeah, well, they, they, of course they do. But that's because that's how we're thinking. And that probably leads to this inability to love yourself. So I think that question becomes a non-question if you're operating from this different perspective. Because I don't, I don't have that question at all. You do realize how complicated all this sounds. But it is, and it's a, it sounds complicated, and it's also super simple. Yeah. It sounds complicated, but it's really super simple. I love that. That's called life, I think. Just be. Well, it works for me. It's a great feeling. I highly recommend it. So if you can not try to do it, then... <laughs> <laughs> not try or try or right. yeah, or not try. Right. So maybe it's time for an experiential because we, we've talked about this and and our minds will do it quite a job on it. In our podcast, we use guided meditations or guided, you know, experientials. You know, that word meditation is loaded, but we're going to take an opportunity Right. So we've been talking now. So let's now take an opportunity to be, you know, to be present in the body. And we have techniques, right, that we've been going over. And um, I invite everyone to, you know, listen to the first five episodes for those, some of those techniques. And we use those techniques every time. And for me, it never gets boring. It's, it's the same, similar things, but we're, Use the guided meditations as a, as a guide to something experiential. And what you feel and take from that tomorrow and the next day, and see for yourself, you know, if, if that can be a more authentic guide, perhaps, than wondering what ifs and which ones and how comes and why nots, right? Right. But also, if you do all those things, I'm not judging you and, and don't judge yourself because it's, right. it's just a normal thing. You know, that's the other really important part. It's we're not here in a judgment game at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm here to share what I've learned that's been so helpful to me, you know, and so and, and, and I also don't. There's nothing that anyone has to do, but if you're interested in this, you know, let's do this together and keep exploring this. Because I think that, like we've said before, that there's an opportunity here for something different. Right. No mm. judging, just learning and loving. That's a, what a great space to be in. Yeah, right. So if your mind is judging and everything, that's fine. Let's bring that to awareness and see what happens when we're aware of it. It's it's a paradox. It's um. Mm -hmm. It's something you can't understand, but but let's do it. And you can do this anytime you want for any length of time you want. And you don't have to call it anything, but just one of my friends calls it an exploring awareness break, she told me. I was <laughs> I like that. And because it doesn't have any any it's not loaded with any other meanings, right? Because right. You don't have to sit cross-legged on the floor and you don't have to chant another language. We're just, we're just going to sit in our chairs, right? Mm -hmm. And we're sitting in all the time. Instead of thinking, we're going to bring everything to awareness and just be. And I'd like everyone to be open to that intention And let everything for the next, you know, 15 minutes just be. And after 15 minutes, go back to whatever you want to do. But let's, for 15 minutes, we're going to be. 
and be present. And things are going to happen. There's going to be noises, probably here in my house. Um, so we'll just be present to those and let those be. My computer might ring because I can't figure out how to make it stop. You know, something will happen at your house. Thoughts are going to come up. Aches and pains are going to come up. But let's set an intention to be. And we'll use these techniques to help us. And one of those techniques is breathing, being aware of the breath, because the breath is happening, right? And it's one of those things that's been happening your whole life. And so a good technique, a good way to start is to be aware, be present of your chest moving and the air going over your nose. And so we can start to just be by being with the breath. And this is how we usually start our meditations because this breathing has been going on our whole life. And it, it goes on whether we know it or not. And so part of just being is the breath, being with the breath and just noticing how the air goes in and out. And this, this can be a way to start an anchor, you know, and no matter where you are, the breath is always there. And if you would just want to take a, just a break to just be present, you can just breathe in and say hello, become familiar with that, the breath as a way to be. So just being with the breath as it is, is a good way to get a, a taste. Unless, of course, you're having some trouble breathing, some pain with breathing or difficulty breathing, sometimes this practice may be distressing. So let's move to the other thing that's always there and that's our bodies again just being present to what is discovering your feet which you may have forgotten were there, feet are there, carrying you around. You can feel them, become aware of them. You may have pain in them.
they might be squeezed in a shoe. And maybe you didn't know your shoes were tight. Now you feel your shoes are tight. You could take them off and notice how they feel. They're there, connected to your ankles. and your lower leg, and your knee. And people have, often have pain in the knee, especially if it's arthritis and the knee pain can trigger fears of the need for a knee replacement in the future, something can cause more anxiety. But right now, just there is a, Discomfort there, just in the present moment, be with the pain. And if you need to move, please move. And as we do this, you know, the thoughts come up, the questions, the hows and the whys, and what are we doing, and and again, that's part of what's happening in the present. And so being just present to any and every thought and judgment and skeptical idea. Let's, let's just take this time not to buy into it, but to just watch all those thoughts happen, right, as we do this body scan. If you feel more pain, just be aware of that. If you're ready for this to be over, just be aware of that. Just be present to whatever happens. And then moving up to your thighs and uh, the backs of your upper leg and your hips connected to your pelvis. And just just stopping to be aware of your legs, both of your legs in general, how they move you around. And then all the organs in your abdomen doing their thing, feeling them in your chest wall expanding. And then going to your back. Just feeling the muscles in your back and I just noticed how my shoulders just relaxed. They were a little tense and just being aware of your back and your Shoulders. Sometimes you don't know there's a tension there and it just relaxes. Return to more of a natural state of your muscles. And that's what we're doing, returning to our natural state. And so then feel your hands the sensitivity of your hands and the backs of your hands and your wrists and forearms and elbows and upper arms and back to your shoulder and so just now being with your body below your head And see if this phrase, animated with awareness, allows you to really be aware of your body. And you knowing it is there. What kind of experience does that give you?
have been. Without thinking, And then taking this awareness then around the back of the head and over the head, around the sides of the heads and the ears and and then over the face, which often my facial muscles will quiver when I do that because all there's muscles so many muscles in the face to be aware of. You may have tension in your face and you can notice that and relax your face. didn't know that there was tension around your eyes or in your jaw or your cheeks. So we brought our breath to awareness and our whole body. We're shining this light of awareness on our whole body, including our head and including our brain. Because just like the lungs breathe, mind is creating a lot of thoughts. And um, questions, holding, memories and some wonderful memories and some very difficult memories. And things, fears that will You know, create a scenario that doesn't exist even or a scenario that does exist, but right now we're safe. Or if we're sick, you'd be, you'd be present and aware to the sickness and aware of the fear of the future. It really doesn't matter because the brain will do all kinds of wonderful things and difficult things, but the awareness of the thoughts, just like we're aware of the breath, aware of the body, awareness of the thoughts might give you an experience of something beyond those things, just sense of presence, a sense of being, to just whatever's happening. And if it feels hard, aware, being aware that it feels hard, thinking, you know, there may be no ambition. Well, bring that to awareness. Just for these minutes, to experience what it would be like to be present to whatever's happening from that place of awareness that we are exploring. And see if you might catch a glimpse 
host something that might be a little different. And if you did, did that, Would that be a loving thing for you to do for yourself? Would that be a freeing thing for you to do? Might that give you a sense of joy and peace? That was, that was there already and now because we're just bringing everything to awareness and letting it be, then maybe that feels like such a relief. And maybe some of that stuff that you can't let go of just kind of falls away when you're just being. And so let's feel into that. And of course, be aware of the feeling into that. Aware of the emotions that might come up. And also become familiar with this place that has always been there, always will be there. But when we're done, there's going to be tasks and chores and problems and issues. but maybe we bring this sense along with it. So that those things get handled or get done in a little bit different way. And maybe there'll be some wisdom in the response instead of the chaos of the reaction. And you build a world your work and your friendships that are consistent with something you know, deeper, truer, more authentic. And as you do that, the tapestry of your life may change the colors, the forms, the friends, the activities. So I just invite you to get to know this place, exploring the awareness of the thoughts. Awareness of the breath, awareness of the body, what it is like to just be without expectations of anything.
but just practice this every day, even if it's just a minute or two. But maybe you want to take 20, 30 minutes. Not because you have to, but because you can. And so we'll close now then by just taking two or three deep breaths. And then sitting up and opening your eyes. I have lots of observations, but I'm thinking if you're listening along and you have some, I would love to hear what other people experience. And you can email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. First of all, it felt like kind of like a meditation massage to me. <laughs> Just the way, you know, you go up and down the body. I'm like, okay, this feels relaxing. And then I almost got like lightheaded does that ever i mean in a good way does that ever i mean like i'm so yes yeah let go i thought am i gonna fall out of my chair <laughs> i don't want to fall out of my i mean it's a good it's it's a refreshing it's a god it's a good feeling but so if isn't it so interesting how muscle you know muscles are yeah. when you become aware of them they relax right and the same thing with thoughts you know that once you become aware of thoughts, they, they tend to dissolve, you know? It's so yeah. interesting to me. And what's left, you know, is something else. It's something, it's just, it's, there is something left, but you can't really describe what it is. And the best word I have is awareness, but people might use the word spirit or something, but I like mm -hmm. the word awareness because it just seems to me that the, a very close word. Or being is another nice word mm. Just being. Mm -hmm. But the best thing is no words, you know, just a smile. And mm -hmm. Well, I was smiling, and then you mentioned your face muscles. I went, oh, I should stop. <laughs> Are you supposed to? I wasn't trying. I was meditating, smiling. I guess I was. Yeah, just that's how you were communicating, too. So, yeah. Yeah. But I get tension on my eyes, and it's, they always were like on my forehead, you know? Oh. And I figure maybe these wrinkles will go down a little bit. They still they don't. Those are wisdom marks. I yes. <laughs> no one sees your wrinkles. It's smooth. Yeah, I see. So, you know, whatever. Wrinkles, I'll just have to be present to the wrinkles. Right. right. <laughs> There's a whole, whole other episode there. <laughs> Exploring the awareness of aging. Ooh, that would be good, actually. Yes. Let's not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes, yes. Well, again, we would love to hear from you. We are getting emails and we're appreciative of those trying to write back exploringawareness at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook. I'm thinking that was a good, good, uh, I was going to say massage again. That was a good meditation. And then maybe I'll isolate that and we can send that out there too on our Twitter account and our Facebook page. We, we, we always share all the episodes, but sometimes I like to just separate out the meditations and, and share those for easy access. How about that? Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to ask the listeners too to tell their friends about it. And uh, if they could write a comment on the Apple podcast or Spotify, a lot of people listen on Spotify, actually. Mm -hmm. Some comments or stars. I mean, we, Lisa and I are not um, so, um, savvy about all of this but i think it would really help because i think it's really helpful for the people that are that are interested mm -hmm. and we 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 have listeners and but i'd like for more people to know about this and uh, let's create more community around this and um so please you know it helps i think to put the stars in and put comments 
on those uh, app pages. But most of all, thank you for listening. And uh, hopefully it helps you in the long run. And I know I'm learning and we're all learning and sharing in this together. And uh, again, it's about learning and loving, no judging. And thanks so much for listening. I'm so glad everybody is listening and uh, I hope you have a great week and please remember to explore awareness every day. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.